Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Yaltica Fusion Thursday Night Hangout. Dude, I'm excited to be here. Do you know why I'm excited to be here? Because it is indeed a Thursday. Uh, I guess I had a word in seven chance of being excited, and that's correct, sir. Woo-hoo! Yes! So, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a show for you uh, where we take the most impo- important topics of the week uh, that you want to talk about, and we try our best to cover it on the show. If, of course, you have somehow accidentally forgotten to add a topic to uh, for that you want us to talk about on tonight's show, just drop it in the chat. You've got uh, Facebook, you've got Twitch, and you've got YouTube. We're streaming on all three of those platforms. Uh, now, ladies, of course, I am my, I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific comer himself, Zelius. Indeed. And, and my and, and of course, Rose will be making an appearance at some point, and uh, the official Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout bingo cards are still in the works. So, um, be able to look for that. Okay, so um, let's get right into it, shall we? Okay, so right off the bat, let's let's talk about. Oh, I don't know oh boy! So, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's get right into it. The the um, uh, actually, there was a request that was made for uh, for some listeners out there who who want to time stamp this thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Thursday Night Hangout Show for J- uh, July 15th, 2021. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it really makes any difference which order you, you, you listen to or watch our shows, but maybe for contextual reasons, you might want to... I mean, it does say episode whatever so there is that number but there you go there's the 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 date um okay so the big news that has come out this week is the shocking arrival of the latest and greatest device from valve it's called the steam deck is it like a card game because it's a deck no it's like it's like okay like it, it this is my first reaction. I'm just going to be brutally honest with you. As soon as I heard this, I thought, holy shit, they're, they're, they're going to try to do it again. It's the Steam box all over again. Um, yeah, I can see that. Because well, let's, let's face it. Steam box is a computer that you can plug into your TV, which you can plug your computer into your TV. So let's just skip the middleman. Uh, this one is going to be a handheld device. Uh, I believe uh, th- they're... They're calling it a, a portable PC, not a laptop, not a netbook, not a tablet, but a portable PC, yes, uh, which uh, I'm sure runs only the Steam OS. And uh, it will it will be, it'll have a starting price point of $399. Now that's Sans docking station. I want to make that abundantly clear. That's, that, that's, that's the handheld unit, no docking station. Indeed. All right, so... Uh, they came out with this information, they uh, this announcement officially, and they are, I think, aiming for this holiday season, if that I'm not correct. Um, I have pulled up some of the statisticals uh, uh, to kind of give you a an idea, a ballpark of how it, what the dimensions are, what the components are in relation to what many people are saying is their main uh, uh, opponent. And that, of course, is the Nintendo Switch. Because it's kind of, fall, you know, I mean, it's, it's going straight at the Switch. It's it's a handheld 
device that you can dock. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how else to, you know, put it. It's 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 a switch, a gator. It's a. Well, I personally think it's a switch killer, but that's just me. Yeah. No. Yep. No, it's not gonna be a switch killer. Hmm. You have to convince console people that there is now a master race device. Be like, no, no, I just play. My, I was playing my my consoles. Okay, but seriously, um, so let's look at some of these stats here. Uh, first of all, the Steam Deck is a bit. Um, it is a bit longer. It's a bit taller, and it's a uh, much thicker. Uh, than the uh, Nintendo That's Switch. Hmm? That's what she said. Oh, yes. So basically, so the Switch, if you think the Switch is too small, uh, just add... God damn it, this could be... This could be dick jokes the whole show isn't there going to be. God damn it. Okay, anyways. I, uh, I think we got our point out of the way. Add, <laughs> add two inches <laughs> a, a, uh, to the length and half an inch to the height and then... Almost an inch and a half in thickness, and you have the um, the Steam Deck, and of course it basically weighs uh, twice the weight of the Switch. Mm. Uh, the screen is an in is bigger. I'll try to see what is the big difference. Okay, Steam Deck has a standard sixty four gig eMMC and up to five twelve gig NVMe SSD. With well, I mean, micro SD slot for expansion. I mean, one of the biggest differences is the RAM and GPU and CPU completely blow the switch out of the park. Like, just not even close. Um, I mean, the graphics as they are for the Steam Deck is better than the PS4 as it is, which is better graphically than the Switch. Um, okay, okay. I, I I understand where you're going with this, but I do want to point out one thing. Okay. Something could look really, really pretty on a smaller screen and look like shit when you when you upscale it. Well, no, I'm saying it has a better graphical infrastructure already than the PS4, which people play on the big screen successfully. Um, I mean, like, you know, a good example is Doom is going to, or actually Witcher 3 is a great example. Witcher 3 is going to play better on the Steam Deck than the Switch, and you can get the Witcher 3 Super Deluxe Edition on any of your Steam sales for $10 if you're patient versus still paying $60 on full price on the Switch. Okay. Yes, hypothetically. Once again, you would be correct, hypothetically. But as we know with previous Steam devices... I won't believe it until I see it. So uh, my hope, I mean, obviously the, what was the previous console, PC, whatever they called it called, the um, the Steam machine, whatever it was. The Steam box. Steam box, thank you. I felt that was more like a pitch in the dark, like, hmm, let's see what happens. And it was almost like, really, let's be honest, dead on arrival. It just really never made much sense in the ecosystem. Um, but I mean, obviously this is thanks to the Nintendo switch. That's why they're doing this. Um, but Nintendo has shown that there's a clear and obvious desire and demand for the handheld gaming. 
And I, I almost feel like for Valve, doing the um, Steam box in the controller and all that stuff was almost like, let's, you know, we have all this 30% off the top of all these games, which is basically not costing us a whole lot. Let's just try some crazy shit out and see what happens. Um, and those were almost like, I feel like, beta test for when something was going to actually, that they wanted to then put the resources behind. Um, and my opinion is something like this, the Steam Deck is a console, or not a console, a handheld gaming device, which I think is going to be in demand, if done right. Uh, that's obviously a caveat. Um, part of it is, is which I think is going to be crazy, is so the SteamOS is built on Linux, but they have their under-the-hood magic sauce, uh, which supposedly, this will be part of to see how does it work, uh, will basically run all of your Steam games natively without having to do any crazy porting or whatever. Um, if, and I'll grant you that is an if, um, if that actually is true and it actually does run those Steam games successfully without having to do anything else, I think it's going to be uh, pretty crazy, honestly, and in good way. Um, and the, I would say the one probably big catch is the 399 model, which is the cheapest model. Let's be honest, 64 gigs of RAM ain't going to get you very far in video games. Mm -hmm. um, you, either, you know, either know you're going to invest immediately in SD card, which it does have the SD card slot, or go ahead and upgrade to a higher model like the 256 or 512 gigabyte model. 256 is, is being marketed at $530, and the 512 is being marketed at 650 bucks. Indeed. And I think the other bonus is, I remember reading, is the 650 model also comes with a special... Anti-glare etched glass. glass. Anti-glare. It's going to be yep. super awesome. Uh, or you could just buy your your uh, third-party screen protector. <laughs> no, but, you, I, but you wouldn't have as big of a hard drive, so there you go. This is true. Now, I think if the magic special sauce actually works, mm -hmm. I think Steam could potentially hit a home run with this. Um, I mean, it has the specs to be able to run the games. Um, obviously, some of the games, like a Cyberpunk, you're not going to be running at, you know, 4K Ultra HD because you're paying basically the price of a high-end graphics card is what you're paying for the console. Mm -hmm. I think the other benefit... I think it's actually the perfect time in the marketplace for from a PC perspective because of how stupidly expensive graphics cards are. Um, I mean, my Radeon 580, I could sell on eBay for like 400 bucks, which is absolutely stupid. Like, it should not be worth that much. Mm -hmm. And so you're seeing a lot of gamers who are not upgrading their graphics cards like me because it doesn't make sense. Like, I would have to pay like five to $600 to upgrade my graphics card, which is not worth it in the long run, uh, versus something like this, where it's closer to that price point of what it frankly cost me to, would cost me in the current price structure of video cards to upgrade my graphic card. This actually makes more economical sense for a PC gamer than what in a normal market because of how absurdly expensive graphics cards are for the price right now. And that's not changing for probably at least another year. Um, all the all the all the uh, 
silicone manufacturers have already said that this whole insanely inflated prices is going to last through 2022. And so people like in my price market with what they have their graphics card, if we're already holding on, we're probably going to be holding on for at least another year. And you look at something like this, or it's like, huh, that's actually an interesting alternative to upgrade my graphics card is basically get this little handheld device. Um, and according to what Val said is you can actually install your own operating system, such as windows on it, because it's just a, um, AMD graphics card and AMD CPU. Um, so I wonder how normal. much Microsoft would jack with that. I mean, if it's just normal hardware, no, I'm windows has limiters built in to slow down your fucking computer. Hmm. So I just wonder, okay, so um, yes, I, I do agree. Graphics cards are expensive as hell and they cost a shit ton. And this would be a nice alternative to uh, people who have a very large uh, Steam library. That being said, the individuals who immediately be interested in this are those are those people who already own a PC. It I don't, if, if you're looking for a handheld gaming device, people are gonna go tablet, Nintendo Switch, cell phone. I don't know how fast they would add the Steam Deck to the equation. Uh, I think that's really what... It, it's a very established market, and we've seen quite a few handheld devices come and go. I mean, if you really want to go to the, the beginning of time, what was it? The Atari... Uh, it's not the... The, the Atari Lynx. Mm. Uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Uh, Sega uh, Dreamcast. Oh, not, not Dreamcast. Uh, Sega Game Gear. Um, the PSP, the PSP Go, um, you know, I, well, I think the other things you're going to have is you're going to have people who, so one disadvantage, I mean, obviously it hasn't hindered the sales, but then Nintendo turned to switch, right? You buy a switch. Let's just say switch two. I'm just yep. making this up. Yep. Okay. Comes out. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be a situation where you can't use your old switch games um see so yeah, they're like, all digital if if you can't then something's fucked up i'm just saying nintendo likes to let's be honest kind of fuck over the consumer sometimes we're talking about uh, cartridges though i mean it's not like i could transfer my switch games from it's not like i could transfer my wii games to the switch right your wii games are physical copies did, did but there was a digital marketplace for the wii though wasn't there there was. I don't know. It, I don't know about that crosser because technically you've got the Wii U in the middle and then the DS as well. Was, the one of the big advantages of the um, Steam Deck is people like us who have these crazy Steam libraries. Um, I think that's also obviously the target audience is people who do have established. Libraries. I do. I do want to, hundreds of games. <laughs> I, I do want to point out one thing though, because the game is in a, in your Steam library, it does not mean it's playable. Okay, there are games that I have in my Steam library that there's there's no force under the sun that will make it actually playable. I have it because it was on a Steam sale, but actual functionality, nah, it's not. So simply having the game doesn't mean you get to play it. Did you break your games with mods? No, no, no. It's, it's older games. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying is you need to get this $400 Steam box and turn it into a DOS box. Yes. And while we're at it, why don't we just 
dull wine. Just for shits and giggles. Well, that's basically what the underlying architecture of the I know, is. I know. Not everyone knows that, Zelius. God, jeez, way to go. So for those who don't know, wine is, so this, wine's actually been around since like the 90s. Yep. But basically, you know, Linux can't natively play or run, I should say, Windows applications. So some very entrepreneuring people um, made a piece of software called Wine. Uh, yes, spelled like a bottle of wine. Cheers. That Yay. you can um, run um, Windows applications on. And most people use it, frankly, for games. Of course, the big catch is Wine is... Uh, predominantly a open source, free to use piece of software, which means compatibility, not just compatibility, but how well does a game play, such as like bugs and the frame rate and all that other stuff can sometimes be in question. Um, especially like, I think when I was into Wine and Linux, the more AAA titles, you're never gonna get the FPS you get on Windows but you have a larger player base, so developers are more likely to create a wine port um, or to create that layer. Whereas random indie games, there's not gonna be that demand. So I think that could actually be interesting, especially for like indie developers. If indie games will successfully run on the Steam OS, that could also potentially be another kind of cool avenue for the indie devs to have another marketplace to sell their game if they run successfully on this magic sauce. Well, if, if they run magically, if they run on that, then it should run on anything that's Steam related. That'd be really uh, ridiculous if, if I think this was one of the problems about the Steam box when it came out back in whenever uh, you didn't have access to your entire Steam library because there were still, you know, certain tweaks that had to be made. And the other thing that still kind of gets on, it kind of makes me a little iffy uh, is that once again, Steam is a digital platform on a computer, sure. and what is the main mode of playing on a computer? Mouse and keyboard. Now, I was thinking about that. We're yeah. going. We're we're now going back into that. You know, the same uh, conversation, the same questions we had when it came to the Steam Box. Mm -hmm. How is it going to map? to the controller scheme that's being presented. Now, I will say, and I bet, and I'll tell you this right now, if I were to ever get a Steam uh, Steam Deck, this is the first thing I would turn off. There are these little like uh, touchpad areas. Yeah. Uh, I'd turn those fuckers off in a heartbeat. I saw, that's like the one thing. So from reading people's comments, apparently people love the idea of the, uh, buttons on the back like where your fingers are not the um shoulder ones but like actually where your fingers are kind of like you grip it apparently people love the idea of that so it'd be interesting well that, that means that means that the that sony got one thing right with the vita because that's <laughs> what they that's that was their big thing was that you know it's more comfortable because most of the, the buttons are on the back but yeah that the whole heptic feedback of like the touchpad i'm with you i'm very skeptical of that being successful um, and I thought I will say that the other advantage that the switch has is if a game comes out for the switch, like it's made with the gamepad controls in mind. Yes. So it'll work with it. Um, say, take, like, I think a good example people are bringing up is 
um, civilization. Mm -hmm. So Civ Five is on the Switch. It runs like poo, but it's on there. Right. Um, but it's also optimized. So like the joystick controls, I was skeptical, but I, they actually made it run really well in terms of the interface and how you navigate through your cities and the build and all that stuff. They actually did a great job on, on the control port to the switch. Right. Versus to your point on the steam deck, are developers going to have any incentive to make a game all, like Civ five, obviously on the steam is made for corporate amounts, which makes sense. So I think you would bring up a really good point of how are games like that going to translate um, over to the steam deck. The first thing that actually came to mind for me was a game like final fantasy 14 mm -hmm. uh, because you know, obviously steam you're playing with keyboard and mouse. Yep. But you have also have it on the PlayStation Five or yep. Four, which yep. you're using a gamepad. You're using, you know, your controller for. Right. Um, so how is that compatibility going to work? Um, but it also seems like a fair number of games on the Steam already have controller support. In Not some shape or form. In some but, shape or form. Yeah. I want to be uh, uh, openly. Um, you know, uh, honest about that. There are a lot of games out there that have controller support. Is it done well? No, but it's there. <laughs> so technically, yeah, you can play the game, but. So in theory, those would be overused on the scene deck. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think if thou puts their full weight behind it and they really, you know, they don't drop it. I think the other big issue at the steam box was, it didn't make sense in that marketplace because for that same basically price, you can just get a, a PC. Windows PC, right? And also you brought up a good point that the games also weren't all working. Yep. Like there's a large number in your library. So at that point it's like, what's the point? I don't get it. Whereas I think the Steam Deck does potentially fill that niche that is not filled currently. Um, so that's where I'll be interested to see. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, I'm not, I mean, it could be something one day I get, but I'm definitely, it's definitely one of those. I'm going to take a wait and see approach um, to see how well does it actually run? Kind of like you're saying, do the specs hold up to what it says? Yes. It doesn't run as smoothly as you want. You know, once benchmarks come out and, you know, different websites, they do the actual comparison. Like, hey, does this game actually run? on the steam deck like we hope it does and i think that's going to get be one of those questions of how well does it run um but the same token let's be honest the switch has shown that if you have good games that run well from a design perspective mm -hmm. people aren't the graphics don't matter as much if you have a run, run a well-running game <laughs> sorry <laughs> noodle boy said plot twist i made the steam deck no you didn't doesn't mean you can give us the inside story, man. How's it going to work? How many games have been beta tested? Has Henry Cavill already got his model in his house that he's playing? And that's why The Witcher Season 2 is not out because he's too busy playing the Steam Deck. Look, I, here's the thing. Uh, he's here to announce Portal 3. <laughs> oh, and, and Half-Life, what, 4? Half-Life 4 VR. Um, but, and... Uh, and I'm going to continue to say this. It looks interesting. 
I don't. I've already got a device that can play all my Steam games. Yep. A- and I. It, it really it's. I'd rather just play if I want a handheld game. Now I'm going to play the Switch. I don't. I don't want. Is there? The other thing is. We're talking we are now in a gaming time where there are not a whole lot of exclusives. Okay? So chances are as Zelia stated there you know there's there's games out there that are on the um on Steam that are also on like the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, all that stuff. So like I'm probably playing it on something else already, right? Well, if you can get your hands on a PS5 <laughs> Well, right. I mean, right. But I'm just saying that, you know, there's it, it's not like, oh, my God, I've got to get the, the handheld version, the, the the Steam Deck so I can play some Final Fantasy 15. I've got yeah. a bunch of other devices that already play it. That, you know, um, the the only uh, noodle boy, uh, the, the there's two items that Steam could release that would make the Steam Deck real nice and shiny for a lot of people. And that would be Portal 3 and the next Half-Life, which ain't going to happen. But. Don't they have? Uh... They also have CS:GO. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, but that's a. I don't a think I want to play CS:GO with the controller, though. Well, I say it's a very hardcore gaming group, but that's not going to be a group that's going to really jump move to a handheld. Um, well, I was going to say really move the needle as right. far as something a console goes. Right. Um, now, something like Half Life, that is something that people could get behind honestly i think they're gonna have to do the vr version of half-life 4 they'd put it on the 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 handheld Ooh, that's a good question though okay so now you're seeing you know the htc vive uh and the oculus with you know functionality vr functionality for steam through the pc is there gonna is that vr functionality gonna cross over to the steam deck yeah i i wonder I wouldn't think it has enough processing power to really do VR well, but uh, it's something that people will definitely test. They'll be like, well, I want to continue to play my VR game that I played on my PC, but my Steam Deck won't let me do it. Actually, can you imagine how quickly that would kill the battery on that? It would be like, okay, so for those out there who may not remember, there is this thing, it was a competitor, a direct competitor with uh, Game Boy is called the uh, Sega Game Gear, uh, yes. and the the beautiful difference was that poor, boring Nintendo Game Boy was in black and white, and you had to get the the backlight uh, attachment so you could play at night. But no, not with the Game Gear. It was color. It required six AA batteries, and those motherfuckers heated up fast if you actually were to play the play it for more than like a couple minutes. So I could see, you know, with it, with with you doing some like highly intensive stuff that you, it's exactly like the Sega Game Gear. I would be sitting next to an outlet, plugged <laughs> into a wall, so I could play for more than like an hour before the batteries run out. Play on the go. Yeah. you're an outlet. The funny thing was, like, I I uh, I took it on vacation uh, when I was uh, you know when I was little, and. Uh, I had to get like a third-party um, uh, cigarette lighter charger so I could play it on the car trips because that th- those batteries weren't going to last, and it'd be I'd have to like carry a garbage bag full of them to make it from like Atlanta to the beach. 
I feel like that, like the Sega Genesis, or not Sega Genesis, the um, good lord, the name you just said. Game Gear. Thank you. Wow. The Sega Game Gear, it was like a console ahead of its time. Yeah. Well, I mean, the most of the Sega's products were ahead of their time. The Dreamcast had an amazing amount of functionality. It just didn't sell well, although it's still very popular in Brazil because there's no um, uh, uh, copyright check on it. So you could still make games for it and copy existing game uh, cast games. I mean, Dreamcast games, which I am not saying you should do. Piracy is bad. Unless you live in Brazil, and then it doesn't matter. I think it, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah no, no, mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I it. My first reaction is okay. I'm like, now nah, we'll see. I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I gotta get first in line. And do we? I mean, there's no camping out anymore, so. Well, especially for devices like that. I mean, where would you even? I guess you could buy the best. I maybe I don't know, dude. Um, the last time I sat in outside of Best Buy for a midnight launch was, uh, I think it was. Hold on, let me make sure I get this right. I think it was hey. this one. No. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Hmm. Was it four? It was four, which came out in uh, da, 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 da. 2008. That was the last time I camped out for anything. I don't think I ever actually camped out. I can't, those, I've only camped out for two things, I think. No, three things. One, I didn't get because Verizon's a bunch of douchebags. I camped mm -hmm. out for like, like their first Android phone, the Thunderbolt. But then I was like, oh, you're not eligible, so get out of line. I'm like, dude, I've been here for like three hours, but okay. Oh, that's the worst. Um, but I did a midnight launch for uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, and then I also did the midnight launch for the seventh book of Harry Potter at the now defunct uh, Borders Bookstore in Dunwood. Well, that's a solid reason to do so, I must Of course, say. of course. Yeah. Can't, go, can't go wrong with some Deathly Hallows in your life. Now, as a way of a, a quick little, I guess, like segue here, uh, as you know, Metal Gear Solid uh, 4 is um, produced by Konami. Uh, Konami also is um, the same team or the same company. <coughs> God dang it. Um, behind the uh, now, of course, I just blinked out uh, the. There's a rumor that Konami and a team that uh, Zelius and I uh, interviewed and met a while back called Bloober, uh, Bloober um, Team oh, are nice. going to coordinate for a potential new Silent Hill. Now, of course, they're going, no, it's not Silent Hill, but it's probably as close to Silent Hill as you can get, from my understanding. Oh, excuse me. Cool. Yeah. So I... If you if you if people out there are gonna get the the um, the Steam Deck, by all means, go for it. I'm not gonna stop you, but I, well, I I I won't get it. The other thing that I think will be interesting. So the one thing with the, um, with the way the joysticks are, because they're yeah. like so far up and they look pretty tiny. 
Yes, they do. Uh, but then you, but you have the trackpad right underneath it. Yeah. So I think that from a functional standpoint, how is that going to play with gamers? Uh, yeah. So I, I, to me, that's the real kind of curious thing almost is those two parts. Um, and the other kind of fun thing is, so like one thing the, you know, Switch has kind of had issues with is the Joy-Con drift. Um, most joysticks have this yep. where your joystick starts to like, it almost thinks it's like always over here or always over here, right? Yeah, you need to recalibrate. Um, if, if you're you lucky. Yeah. So at least with the Joy-Con, I mean, I know it's not cheap, but you can always buy new Joy-Cons, right? Yes. Um, or, you know, I can get a new Xbox controller if it breaks. Yep. With this, it's attached yep. to your console. Yep. So in this case, if you get, you know, Steam Drift and you're, it gets off or like- You have to send the whole thing up, in. Your kid bites it off. I mean, which could happen, let's be honest. Um, now you're talking your whole console. So I'd say that is that one advantage of having the removable devices is you can fix it. Um, at least- much cheaper than buying an entirely new console yeah. Um, or sending it in to get fixed, which I'm sure would not be cheap. No, so that, I mean, that, that's, that's a curious choice to me, but you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so let's see here. What else has happened this week? Wait, there was other news this week? What? I don't know. Was there other news? I can't remember now. Was it a week? Zealous, have you been playing any new games? By the way, okay, real quick, um, if you have if you have Disney Plus, I've uh, I have not watched the final episode of Loki, but I've heard that it's amazing. I've I've watched all but the last episode, and I can't wait to watch it. Um, so yeah. Oh, we forgot something very important. What's that? That there's also is did we or was this last week of the official new Nintendo Switch model? La last week, the OLED. Uh, o -L -E -D. Okay, was it last week? I didn't yep. remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, mm. And then so of course I, there's a bunch there's a there's a resident speaking of uh, horror show uh, horror. Uh, franchises. Resident Evil now has a show on Netflix, which was okay. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's not bad. I'm. I'm just. Just. Uh, it, just okay. it was. It was fun to have in the background. I was like, oh my god, I have to watch the next episode. It was. It's Resident Evil. There's some kind of virus making people into zombies. It's just not what it seems. Oh. You know, but, uh, um, yeah. But I will. Uh, does he say so? From it, I from kind of my game sphere is Final Fantasy fourteen. Like a decade later, mm -hmm. has basically its highest um, membership ever right now going on this far into the game. Interesting. Um, well, apparently people are leaving World of Warcraft in droves and instead of just leaving, you know, the MMO world, they're going to Final Fantasy 14 is what's happening. Um, they, is this subscription based? Yes, it is. Yep. 
there was a real, I don't remember the guy's name, but there was a big time streamer, like 40,000 concurrent viewers who made the transition from WoW to Final Fantasy 14. And then almost like was the tip of the Exodus iceberg of people being like, oh, this really is a cool game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's kind of, I mean, WoW's kind of been, I mean, been on a decline for many, many years. Asm Gold. There you go. Yeah, 15 years of World of Warcraft, and now he's into his first year of Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, that's interesting. So I'm like, oh, oh do I want to play 14 and go down that rabbit hole again? Uh, actually, speaking of uh, online games, uh, for those out there who play uh, Legends of Ruterra or any of the the uh, uh, League of Legends, Legends of Ruterra, and then was it Mobile Legends? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a big uh, event right now. Um, so if you want like, you know, the exclusive stuff, you got to do all the, the event stuff. And I've been plugging away <laughs> in Legends of Ruterra to, to try to get all this stuff. And they've got, they've released a new champion. Holy ball sack. If you can get him far enough into the game, it is spooky as fuck what he could do. Mm. He could basically, basically, if you let, if you can get him to level up yeah. at the beginning of every single turn, not yep. it's yours or your opponents. He will steal the strongest opponent from the opposite side and bring it to his side. What? Wait, 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 wait. But if it's a champion, he automatically kills it. At the end of the turn, if it's a follower, it will return back to the other side. But he kidnaps the strongest follower, or yeah, fo- strongest follower uh, as soon as he's leveled up. But I mean, it, it's a it's a big ass. No, it's it's quite the feat to actually level him up. But when he's he leveled up, he's like, Don't "You're dead." That, that, yeah. yeah, like, oh, oof. Ah. There's there's a couple of characters in uh, Lesrutera that once you if you can find a way to to get them leveled up, they're like fucking juggernauts. There's there's not a whole lot you could do about it. And this new guy is one of them. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question about yep. Legends of Runeterra. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you see like in gotcha games, so mm-hmm. for those who don't know what gotcha games are, they're games where basically you're trying to get better characters, like five-star or SSSR characters that are better and better. Mm-hmm. And of course, the way that the publisher keeps you into the game is the five-star or SSR characters are always get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. So really like... First year five star characters are really now the equivalent of like three star characters. They're just not as strong anymore. You really have to kind of keep up and keep up with the newest characters to stay relevant. There's the same thing in a game like Legends of Runeterra, where like the original like super powerful character, eh, they're not so powerful anymore. Is it like you really have to keep up with the new strong characters to stay relevant? I don't think so. I mean the. Uh, the vast majority of people that, well, I mean, the thing is with, especially with uh, Legend of Terror, there's a lot of different gaming modes that kind of uh, encourage you to play with both the new and the old cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the biggest one, of course, is something called Expedition, where it, it's it's a drafting um, okay. mechanic yeah. where, you know, you're, you're going to continue to play with probably some very well-established champions and some new champions, depending on how the draw goes. And, um, 
I'd say I they're they're still character they're still champions that were in the initial release that uh you know high ranking players still play with. It's not like they they discarded some of the the uh you know the like super duper old school champions. The thing is the uh the cards continue to be tweaked. So the ah. the the um you know the the price the mana price or the attack or the health or some of the um you know special writing might be tweaked. So it's not like they've released it and then they don't touch it. They they're constantly um changing the game, which makes it very interesting and it's <laughs> this is kind of this is kind of why I I had to get out of Magic the Gathering was that they kept changing stuff and so I had to buy more cards. But now mm-hmm. it's a but because it's you know it's a free free to play game. Um and one of the one of the awesome things is that with a lot of these gotcha games is there's a very small chance you'll get that super oh, SR yeah. ranking. But if you play Legendary Terra, uh and you accomplish the the daily and the weekly goals, you'll gain enough like crystals and stuff to basically, without ever uh, putting down a dime in the game, you could basically start buying and and getting cards with like uh, they're they're called wild cards. You'll get like a, a common wild card or a rare wild card or a common wild card or a uh, champion wild card. You could use that to basically open up anything. Nice. Um, you know it, the the real like. The, the stuff that you could kind of get lost in when it comes to spending money is you you've got like a little uh guardian companion that just kind of sits there and reacts if you're getting your ass kicked or if you're doing something awesome and the 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 board like what is the the graphical look of where yeah. you put your cards down that's really that's where your money goes if, yeah. if you're gonna put money in there so it's not pay to win basically. no 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 I mean, it doesn't hurt, you know, it's, it's like (laughs) if you, if you want, like with all these big events, the one that's going on right now, there is, there is a free version and there's a premium version. The premium version gets you some more aesthetics. Like you could open up a a new, uh, gamer icon that you wouldn't be able to do unless you, you bought into the, the event. Gotcha. But it's, it's all preference. There's, you are not going to gain it's not like if you if you do not pay, you'll never be able to win. You can you can play the game for free forever, and you could still be one of the studs. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you play a lot of Legendary Terra, because then you because you have the weekly vault that opens up. That basically, if you've done enough, you'll get like a shit ton of cards. And if you've played for as long as I have, you have a lot of those cards. So they transfer into the crystals, which are basically the in-game currency that you can use to, you know, purchase other cards. So, nice. you know, but anyways, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that. I'm getting my ass whooped most of the time. And, uh, our, uh, we're about to do our, uh, our thank you section for the show, but I do want to point out that Dr. Ryan from Hero Chiropractic is, I think, ranked gold in, um, Blazer Terra. And I haven't even sniffed Silver. Hmm. So he's a much better player than I am. Damn it. But he plays exclusively on, on uh, mobile. 
So, hmm. so, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to pause just for a second. You're to play Legends of Ruterra on your Steam Deck mobily. No, I don't <laughs> think Riot would like that. I wonder how. Ooh, what about games that that have like an anti-cheat system? What about them? Is it going to work like it, as expected on on the Steam Deck? Why wouldn't it? Because it's uh, a custom operating system. It's Steam OS. Right. I mean, I would assume so. I mean, I'll put it this way: I would assume it's just like if you were to run Steam OS, also has what is it, Steam Vac, if I remember right. Mm. Uh, installed, I would assume that's no different. Would be my guess. But in this wonderful world we live in, we can't make any assumptions whatsoever because... Because we all know what assumptions do. Yep. They mess with your head. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take a quick uh, second to thank some friends of the show. Uh, first off, I do not have the the actual um, uh, script written down for this next one. Uh, we do... I don't know if he's actually active right now in the chat room, but Noodle Boy Media uh, is our latest uh, friend of the show that's going to be added to the thank you section. So thank you, Noodle Boy Media. And we will uh, we'll work out all the, uh, you know, the stuff to really highlight your awesomeness. But for those who are, who have been, that we do have something for, let's start off with the one and only, the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the main the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you want more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. They are a great organization. Um, I've been seeing, they've been really, they've been active, much more active as of late. So you definitely uh, check out their Facebook page. I think that's where most of the, the info is getting dropped right now, but. Um, definitely, if, if, if that sounds like it's something up your alley, definitely check it out. Uh, the second uh, one is, of course, Hero Chiropractic. Oh, Dr. Ryan. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by, by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. And I, if you are interested in Hero Chiropractic, I would definitely reach out because he's starting to get noticed uh, more and more with uh, some of the the higher uppers in the Atlanta area. I'm talking, you know, maybe some directors for some Netflix shows or maybe some sports athletes. So if they trust in him, you should trust in him. And, of course, he's been my chiropractor forever, and he's been my son's chiropractor for quite a while now, and we keep inviting him back. So 
There's something to it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to uh, tell you that uh, there's something that's near and dear to Ultra Confusion's heart, and that, of course, is we participate in Extra Life. And for the 10th year straight, Ultra Confusion will be participating in said Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their, chil their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that is raised through Extra Life will go directly to our chosen hospital, which of course is the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars you raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. Now, if, so if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Alter Confusion. Uh, now, I know that there, there are, we are in a very uncertain time and there may, you may not be able to to do a, a financial or monetary donation. However, this does intrigue you. If you want to check out, maybe there's there's a different way that you can help out with Extra Life. Maybe volunteer one of the local events or create a team or join a team and help fundraise. Uh, by all means, go to extra-life.org. Uh, now, I may mention that we have a new friend of the show. Well, I mean, he's, he's been a friend of the show, but now he is one of our uh, latest and greatest patrons. So, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion has a Patreon page. It it, it allows us to survive um, with support and love and and uh, love from you, fans, uh, people, monsters, creatures, haters, fighters, angels, uh, aliens. Uh, I, the list gets too long. I, someone just give me a whole damn list into infinity and beyond. Uh, Patreon allows you to become an active participant in the work we love through a monthly membership. What this will do is it will give you exclusive act, uh, exclusive content uh, and access to the community to kind of get a behind-the-scenes look of our creative process. Uh, we currently have two tiers that you can uh, subscribe for. There's a $1 a month tier, which is $12 a year. Uh, that is basically, it allows you all the the patron rights plus early access to all of the playthroughs which the playthrough that was just completed or has been up there gibbous is about to turn public tomorrow um but then you will the if you are a paying patron you will get the early access uh playthrough of the game anis quest by daily entertainment coming soon uh, and then, of course, the second tier is the $5 a month tier or $60 a year. That not only gives you access to the uh, early access to all the playthroughs and, of course, all the the surveys and communications, but also adds your name or organization to our thank you section for every Thursday night video. There you go. Uh-oh. I think I lost Zelius. And there's Zelius. That was weird. That was weird. My Chrome just like stopped working. It was like, goodbye. I'm done. But yeah, Zelius is back. Ooh. I'm alive. He's alive. Um, so yes, if you have the capacity, it's it it's $12 a year or $60 a year, which I personally think is a hell of a good deal. Uh, and it, 
helps out big time, especially since it hopefully, knock on wood, uh, this stupid virus can calm down enough for us to, to start having conventions again because I already have conventions asking if we want to come back. Although now we have the Nile variant attacking us. I thought it was the Delta. Or Delta. You know, the, the, the Nile Delta. Nile Delta. There's a Delta on the Nile. Um, or is it the other way around? Not pretty sure it's the Delta on the Nile. But anyways, uh, but yes, uh, we have had quite a few conventions reach out to us and see if we are interested in coming back in person. Uh, I'm still trying to wrap my, <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around how the hell I'd be able to do. I would love to do them all. Get, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, but uh, that kind of depends on support from viewers and patrons like yourself, because uh, most of these conventions are not in Atlanta. So they're in the Tennessee and Carolinas. Mm. Yeah. And I think one is, um, oh crap. Where, did, where is it? Florida, to, Alabama, Texas, no, Mississippi. No, I want to say it's in Virginia. Virginia. So anyways, you know, it's a little bit outside of our footprint, but, um, you know, with love and support from, from people. Very big foot. Uh, but, but, uh, with the love and support of people like you, perhaps we can make it to some of these conventions and, you know, spread the awesomeness that is Alter Confusion, of course, our love of independently developed creations. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Zelius hinted at this last week, but there is going to be a Nerd Burger Con Online Part 2. Uh, which will be coming down in October, I believe. October. I can't. I can't remember the exact date though. October or something. That sounds about right. Yeah, the entire month of October. It's, you know, it's that it's that time, right in October. You know. Um. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Because I know. God damn. Uh. Saturday and Sunday, October twenty third through the twenty fourth. Nice. So definitely, if you missed out on it last year, I highly recommend that you at least check it out because it was a lot of fun to play, to be able to to kind of like beta test certain certain games and play other games that that are out there that I'd never heard of. You know, I got to, I ended up getting to interview one of the guys. You know, so it's a lot of fun. Of course, Craig knows how to make a game, the mastermind behind Nurburger. So, what kind of game? Amazing games, damn it. And if I had to get, you know, technical, I would say it's something more like, uh, let's see here. I would say they're games endeavor to create, uh, they, they explore corners of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored or haven't been explored very often. They forego dense gaming mechanics in favor of lighter rule sets that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, memorable stories. Something like that, you know. Hmm. It's not like I'm reading the blurb or anything, but but yeah. Um, speaking of games, so uh, as I've been saying, I've been playing a ton of uh, Legends of Ruterra, uh, and of course playing Anna's Quest because that's what the playthrough is. Uh, but just on a whim, I I picked up a new game on my mobile device, and I've been playing the shit out of it all day. Uh oh, it's called Dicey 
elementalist. Mm. I'm going to type this in the, the chat here, but um, it's it's a it's a dice card game. Um, it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons with dice and cards. It's it's a randomized dungeon type thing. You got to go through. I think it's like four different areas to to like win a section, and and every single time you play, it gets harder. Uh, you have one free character that's open. Uh, there's a bunch of like achievements you could get to unlock like the special geodes that I think will unlock another character, but it's been a lot of fun and it's really hard because the cards you get are random and the cards could have some really interesting effects. Uh, it's a solid game. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I literally played, uh, let's see here. It's, it's almost nine o'clock tonight. So I've probably put six hours into it already. Nice. And it's a pre- it, it, it's it's quick too. It's it's a turn-based game. I've so. been playing now on iOS. Um, I've been playing a game called Snake, um, or Snakerks. I don't know how you actually pronounce it. Snurks. But basically, it's a roguelike um, snake game. That sounds dangerous. And you pick up different um, characters. You know, mm-hmm. different classes. See my and it's. They dub it automated, but you still have to like move the snake. Uh-huh. But depending on like what you get, you might get like a healer who drops healing orbs. They can heal your characters as they move around to get hit. Or you might get a mage who fires bolts. Or you might get a builder who builds like little turrets that shoot. Um, Wasn't there a game like that before? What was the name? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's one of my favorite games ever. Remember it was on the Ouya. Yeah, I know. I know. Yes. And I played it on my it's like iPhone. Tiny. But yeah, and the problem was they never updated it to um, 64-bit, so you mm. can't actually play it on the iPhone anymore. Um, but yes, that's what it reminds me of is that game because that was a fun game. Yeah, um, I might actually have to blow the dust off my. Now it probably doesn't work at this point. It's actually a really good question. Um, at least you got an Ouya somewhere. Oh, uh, I know exactly. I know exactly where it is. It's the paperweight that's holding down all the shit in the other room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you like the like, so Snickers, I'm gonna call it Snickers. It's a good, um, it's a good game. I recommend checking it out. All right. Uh, I'd say the biggest challenge of it though is, so you have class synergies, right? So let's just say you have two magicians that mm-hmm. increases your DPS by let's just say 15, mm-hmm. percent and you have an RNG because you only have three basically characters who you can hire in between rounds. You can re-roll, it costs you gold, but the RNG of getting like basically that synergy can be really frustrating sometimes. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you keep on like rolling the characters you don't want. It's like, stop it, I need this other character. Um, so that's kind of sometimes it gets a little bit frustrating, but definitely still a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm gonna have to I'll have to look up that that other game offline and, and, and try to figure that out. Yeah, but seriously, it, 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 if you're looking for something kind of fun and, and, and interesting and you are you know, kind of the same, same mindset as myself or Zelius or many of the people who tune in, definitely at least just check out Dicey Elementalist. It's free. Um, and like I said, I've put a shit ton of time in and I've gotten really pissed. Uh, and I do love, I do love the feature or the fact that, um, if you're going through and you lose a battle, it will allow you to watch an ad 
that will then take you back into the game to the previous room because usually rooms have more than one door or exit. So potentially you could reroute it or maybe you need to change up your deck because you have six cards. Um, it's it's a good game. I, I, you know, just check the damn thing out, okay? Mm, I have to. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah. I feel like there was something, there was another big thing that came out, but I, for the life of me, I am just, you know, blanking. Maybe there's a Netflix show that I watched the shit out of and I get really excited about, but I can't. Man, I can't. Now this is annoying me of that game I was trying to find. The uh, mistake game. Mm. I'll have to find it. Eh. Anyways, so, but yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing. My my brain my brain just went kaputsies. So I have a problem. Yes, sir. Uh, over the last week, I watched all of the Sharknados. And? They're surprisingly entertaining. Like, I know it's one of those so bad they're good. But, like, I actually was curious. of like, huh, where is this going to go? What's mm -hmm. going to happen next? And mm -hmm. obviously over the top because of the um, sharks and all the crazy shenanigans. But I was actually interested in some of the characters and where they were going to go. And, you know, what was going to be the next great crazy shark adventure? And how are you going to one-up what happened in the previous movie? Yeah. Uh, they were actually, it was kind of, it was entertaining, not going to lie. Um, and sometimes you need that stupid, mindless entertainment. Absolutely. That you can watch Vegel 2. Pretty decent story. Uh, I think so. Maybe that says more about me than the show. I don't know. Uh, but sometimes you just need something you don't have to think about. Because let's be honest, if you think too hard about Sharknado, it's not going to end well. No, no. But, but, there's there's nothing wrong with a guilty pleasure, something that's so bad it's good, uh, and I, I I know for a fact. I mean, I I think I've watched the first two, and yeah. I'm not gonna lie. You know, it I'm not gonna go out of my way to to watch them. But the, but if it's on, I'll be like, eh. yeah. Well, okay. they're all on Amazon Prime. That's how that's how I started. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, hey, it's on Amazon Prime. That's interesting. Uh, so, famous last words. Well, you know, it's amazing when you see what you actually have access to if you search for it. Like, I had no idea I even had access to them. Yeah, well, I mean, it's if you want to see, if you want to see the the rolling access uh, mm. model uh, at its best or worst, then keep an eye on Amazon Prime because, my God, those things go. They're they're uh, they're uh, you know they're free on Prime. But now they're not. But now they are. But now they're not. But now they are. But now they're not. Now we've removed it completely. But now it's back. I'm like, now it's only available in other areas outside of the U.S. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yes. That has happened to a couple of shows I've seen on there where I'm like, oh, I'll wait and watch it. And then it's like, now you must get a Showtime trial. I'm like, well, okay. And then it shows up again. And it's free to watch. I'm like, it's Why? It's basically... Um, it, it's tr it's absolutely 100% replaced that there was this show that you watched when you're growing up and there's this box set, or like physical box set at the store. And if you miss your opportunity to get that so you could actually rewatch it, you can't watch it. And now <laughs> Amazon Prime's doing the same thing, except it's digital. 
But yeah. Or it's their way of getting you to, oh, you missed that show, but you can still get your stars renewal through Amazon Prime, which I'm sure they take a cut of that. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so the, I think that's the other game they're obviously playing, is they want that sweet, beautiful cut of the other streaming services through their streaming service. Yes. Yes. Some people are crazy like that. Hmm. But um, check out check out Loki on if you have Disney Plus. Check out Loki. Also check out the um, oh, what was that other? The, there's there's a um Star Wars TV show. Um, uh, Disney Plus. Isn't there always one? It's not Mandalorian. It's 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 another one. Mm. Uh, it's called. The Bad Batch, which is, it's basically, um, a group of clones that basically have a malfunction. And so they don't fall into place like the rest of the clones did. And they, they're kind of like their own, you know, like bad company type thing. So that's what's interesting. Apparently the Steam Deck, you can actually load games from, um, I don't know if you want to, but you can actually use the Epic Game Store. I don't know how that's going to work. From from, from 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 no 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 from, from personal experience and the bullshit that went into trying to play Mass Effect the uh, Legendary Edition of having to buy it on Steam oh and in order to play it, it's got to also ins install the Epic. Uh, origins or whatever the it's called so when you click on the the link that goes through steam will then turn on the the epic store thingy doodle and then pop in there um uh, yeah no what the no yeah whatever what power to you people that's all i say now i'm not once again i'm not going to get that i will i will continue if i want a handheld device i've got my um my phone here and I've got my switch and if I want to play games that I've played on the PC, I'll continue to play them on the PC. PC master race, right? Right. I get like, once again, I, I mean, it could be amazing, but you're it's, it's asking a lot for the developer, for the developers who put their games on the steam storefront where their main focus was on keyboard and mouse for there to be this flawless execution of going over to a game pad. And and I'm going to be brutally honest. I'm going to call out developers right here, right now. A bunch of you fuckers do not understand what key binding is. It's, <laughs> it's really easy to do, but you dickwads, for some reason, decide it's too difficult. And so when you... If when you when your game goes from you know a, a PC to this now PC mobile device, because you don't have key binding, your game has got a very good chance of getting screwed, bad, and screwing the gamer in the process. That too. But, that too. Yeah, that's a publisher's dream. Once they get your money, who cares? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And that's that's sorry, that's sorry. that's like, well. You know, we made a special version for controllers. It's on the PlayStation, on the Xbox, or the Switch. If you want to play with the controller, you should have bought that version. 
No, none of this. You buy the... Okay. First of all, this is another thing that pisses me off. You technically didn't buy the game. You bought a license to play the game. <clears throat> and for a specific device. <clears throat> and also a specific number of devices, if you really want to be technical. So, you know. No, damn it, no. All right, before I get more bothered and pissed about this shit, I think... Is that your job? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, but before I get a little bit more, uh, I'm going to I'm going to pull it back. Um, Breathe. For those, uh, real quick, for those uh, Overwatch uh, League uh, Pro League fans, uh, it looks like some of the competitions are going to be in person again. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I think we, we're ready to wrap up the show. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving everybody to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Thank you.